Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh God, we give you thanks for the love that you pour out on us. We thank you for times of worship, times of fellowship, and times of service. God, when you call us together, it, it leads to all of those things because we want to be like you. We want to be enfolded into your love, into your grace. So God, we ask that as we spend these next moments together, that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So we started this series six weeks ago, and, and when we started the series, we, we started out talking about gratitude, how important a, a life of gratitude is as, as we continue to grow in the mind of Christ. We have that passage from 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances. And I don't know about you, but, you know, when I look back on the past several years, you know, there, there's been opportunities to give thanks in all circumstances, that's for sure, as we, as we think about what we go through in our own lives, you know, whether it's, it, it's trouble at home, whether it's trouble at work, whether it's medical trouble or, or, or just some unrest that you may have, it is so important as followers of Jesus Christ, we hold on to the ability to give thanks in all circumstances. I hope uh, those of you who were able to get a hold of that gratitude journal that we passed out several weeks ago, I hope that you were able to continue to do that. I, I hope that that was filled with things that you were thankful for. And, you know, if you have your Bible with you or if you tuck it in your purse or, or your wallet, you can do all of those type of things. And I encourage you to pull those out every once in a while and, and look at those things that, that you were thankful for. Because when we unlock those things or, or when we are reminded of the things that we can be thankful for, that, then it opens us up to allow God to do a work in us. It opens us up to, to allow God to, to fully mold us and to move us, to, to help us to live in those five underlying conditions to help us to capture the mind of Christ. We, we talked about joy and how joy is a pervasive sense, not just a thought of well-being, but it's an overall and ultimate well-being. My friends, over the past couple of weeks, I have had more joy in my life than I've had in a while. And part of that has to do with having a mind of gratitude, but also it has to do with understanding and knowing 
that, that the love and grace of Jesus Christ fills me and, and it compels me to share that love with others. That, that we talked about love. You know, love is such a, uh, a, a, a way for us to, 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 to really capture the heart of God. All, all of these definitions are, are, are definitions from, from Dallas Willard. Uh, love is a good way to look I love that it's an engagement of the will for what is good, to will the good for the best for the other person. So sometimes we, we, we think about love as all about us, the, the lovey feelings that we may have. But, but what, what true love is, is the love that we're able to share with others. Then Pastor James talked about peace. And peace is a rest of will that comes from divine assurance about how things will turn out. It, it, it's not, again, this, this lovey-dovey thing, you know, peace, hope, love, that type of thing. No, it, it is, is an understanding and knowing that God gives us rest. And, and we live within that rest. And the last week we talked about faith. And it's so important for us to realize that faith is readiness to act. It's listening to what God has called us to do and, and calls us to be in action. Well, we're wrapping up today with our fifth underlying condition, and that underlying condition is hope. And our scripture is a, a picture of hope from Romans chapter 5, verses 24 through 25. And we'll have the words printed on the screen for you to follow along. Hear the word of the Lord. Paul writes, For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what, is our, what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So whenever we come up across a scripture like this, there, we always take a look at, at, at something. And, and that very first few letters or words of this, this passage really caught my attention. What is the in this that Paul is talking about? Well, sometimes you, you have to go before the text to, to kind of understand what he was talking about. You don't have to go that far. You have to just go the verse before. He is talking about waiting for the adoption and the redemption of our bodies, waiting for us to be adopted by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and, and the full redemption of our lives. That is what hope is. That's what Paul is, is referring to here. It's saying when we hope, we understand and we know that God will fulfill a good work in us that he has promised us. That, that God will do something in our lives that, that we can see fully that we are children of God and, and that we will be fully redeemed. And, and that's what we cry out for. That, that's what we pray for. That, that, that hymn, that, that song that the praise team sang right before the message, that, that was all about this living hope. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There is salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. 
if that, if that verse doesn't just, just, just lift up your spirit, I don't know what else can. Knowing the fact that, that through Christ's love for each and every one of us, we are set free from the bondage of sin. We, we are set free from the lives that we have lived before, and we are now called to live our lives as beloved children of God, having the mind of Christ so that mind of Christ can be shared with the world around us. There's another hymn that, that speaks to me, and it was one of my mom's favorite hymns, and you'll be familiar with these words. I'm just going to read it because I don't know if I could get through singing it without getting choked up. But those words are, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. So that's a picture of hope. That's a picture knowing that when we claim the name of Christ in our lives, when we say, God, I place my full hope and trust in you, you will lift me up out of the sinking sand of life, and you will make me whole. And you will say that I am your child. So, so what, how can we define hope? Hope is the reality of God's kingdom here and now. Hope is something we experience right now. It's not something that we wish for. It's not something that, that, that isn't attainable. It is something that we hold on to right now. In, in his book, Renovation of the Heart, Dallas Willard says that hope is resting in goodness, resting in the goodness of God, anticipation of good, not yet here or as yet un seen. So I thought, how, how can I explain or, or give a picture of what hope is? So my apologies to J.D. Walt, and I really hope that I'm able to, to pull this off today. I have a picture here. This is a circle, and in the circle it says the present age. This is the time that we live in right now. And this time goes all the way back. As you can see, there's an X there on the far side that says creation. Hopefully you can see that. I know it's kind of small. But it says creation. All of this is the time that we have right now. And the time that God is speaking in this moment, he speaks through the prophets, he speaks through the priests, he speaks through the kings. All of those ways are the ways that God has spoken to the people. Now, something interesting comes alongside of this, and we'll go to the next slide. We see that there is an age to come, and we talk about the age to come. That's when Christ will be fulfilled. But you notice that there's something that happens here between these two different ages, the present age and the age to come. What happens to them? They intersect, don't they? If you can go ahead and go to the next slide. The intersection happened when Christ came. 
when Christ was born in, in Bethlehem. That is when, when Jesus came. That is when the age to come intersects with the present age. There's another way to talk about that. That is now. That is what we are living in right now. The present age has been intersected with the age to come. So, so we don't see it quite clearly. You know, Paul talks about how we look through a, a mirror, you know, a dimly lit mirror, and, and we can, we can kind of see it. That's how we are as we live in our world today. We, we can kind of see it at moments, but, but it's not all there. And, and the reason why it's not all there is because there is corruption. We, we have been corrupted, and that, that, that is our, our sinful nature. But see, that this picture gives us a view of what hope is. And, and the view that we see of hope is that what is to come, we can already start to see right now. But thanks be to God, at the second coming of Christ, we will be fully restored and we will live in the love and goodness of God in, in full reality. There, there won't be sin. There, there, there won't be separation. We will have the love and grace fully living inside of us at all times. So, here's the question. What do we do while we wait? What, what, what do we do in this now time? What, what, what do we do when, when, when we can feel moments of God moving here or there, but, but we know that it's not quite fully perfected? We look for signs of hope. We look for things that have happened in and around us that shows us, and, and, and we, we move towards those things so that God's love and power can be manifested throughout all of the world. <clears throat> Being a Christian isn't easy. Being a follower of Jesus Christ isn't something that you just sit back and, and kick back and say, I'm done. I, I, I got what I need so I can just coast the rest of life. No. Being a follower of Christ means that we look for what God is doing in the world around us and we act. And, and, and we move forward in that hope that God uses us to restore his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. There's been a couple of things that uh, have happened over the past couple of weeks that for me, I see signs of hope. That I see God actively moving forward and, and, and calling God's people to be a part of what he is doing in our lives. The first one has to do with this picture right here. If you have been on, on any of the social media platforms, and you may have even seen me post something about this. This uh, is the chapel at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. Back in 1970, there was a revival that took place at this university that lasted for three days, 24-7, three days straight. 
and that launched a whole bunch of other things that I, that I won't really get into, but you can look it up and, uh, and, and see what happened. Well, on February the 8th, on a Wednesday, after, Wednesday morning chapel service, another revival broke out. And my friends, it didn't last three days. It didn't last a week. It, it, it didn't even last 10 days. It is still going on today. There, there are people 24-7 gathered in this sanctuary or this, this chapel praying and singing and, and lifting up words to God to, to allow God's kingdom to come here. See, this is a picture of hope. And, and this picture of hope is, is catching on. There are other places where, where revival, if you will, is, are breaking out. Stories of other colleges that are starting to gather. There are stories of, of different churches that are gathering. You know, I, I felt the need to, uh, during our Wednesday noon prayer time this past week, I brought my guitar in and sang a few songs. And, you know, normally, Pastor Francis can speak to this. There may be us only in here, uh, or maybe one or two other people at the max, really. We had seven people show up in our sanctuary on, Sunday, on, on Wednesday to sing, to pray, to allow God to wash over them. Now, now it's, it's not the picture that you have up there, but I wasn't aiming to, to replicate the picture in here. I was wanting us to be faithful to the call that God has given us to, to cry out to him, to, to call out to him, to allow him to, to do a movement in our church. And God, I, I feel a movement. I feel that God is, is doing something in our lives. And it wasn't just on Wednesday night. It, it, it's something that has been going for a while now. And I am thankful for that. And I have this hope that God's kingdom is breaking through right here and right now at Royce City Methodist Church. And I don't want to miss it. I, I, I don't want to be on the sidelines looking at what is happening. I want to be a part of what God is doing in and through God's people today. There was another thing that happened on Sunday besides the Super Bowl. Go Chiefs. There was a couple of uh, ads that appeared during the Super Bowl for a campaign called He Gets Us. There's a kind of a slide. This is a movement that has been going on for a couple of years now. There are a couple of organizations. Barna is one of them. Glue is another one. We actually have an account set up with this He Gets Us campaign or, or with glue, and, and I, I have an opportunity to look at it here or there, but what it, what it basically is trying to do is to get people to start asking questions about Jesus. Novel idea. To have people asking questions about who Jesus is. And, and these two ads, I don't know if you saw the ads or not. They were, they were very, one was very short. One was 30 seconds, one was 60 seconds. The first one was like, I think, in the first quarter. And the second one happened between the uh, third and the fourth quarter. But the first one was all about children. And then the second one had all these images of people just yelling 
and, and, and arguing with each other and, and basically ended up saying, you know, Jesus loved those that he was angry with. I'm, I'm, I'm really paraphrasing that. I forgot to write it down. But, but it left a mark on, on my heart seeing those two commercials. But, you know, it left a mark on a lot of people's hearts. I think this is the first Super Bowl that I've seen where afterwards there were more people talking about Jesus than what happened at the halftime. Isn't that great? That, that, that something was able to be put on TV during one of the greatest spectacles that we have on all TV-dom, if you will, and, and people were talking about Jesus Christ more than a halftime show. I have, uh, somebody was telling me that uh, they did some uh, looking at uh, the reaction that people had for the commercials. And if you go to the uh, He Gets Us website, that there is a way that you can get merchandise for free. But all you have to do is say, like, uh, I will forgive a neighbor. I will reach out and, and help someone. I, will, I, think, I think you can get a hat, you can get a T-shirt, and you can get a sticker. You can get three items. After that second Super Bowl commercial, they said for, for a while, the website had 10 orders for merchandise per second. Think about that. 10 orders a second. That's amazing. That is hope breaking through. That, that, is, that is the kingdom of God coming and manifesting itself in and around us so that the world can be changed. And my friends, I want to be a part of that. I, I want that to be who we are. There are things happening around our church that are showing the signs of hope breaking through, but we don't want to talk about them. And here's why I don't think we want to talk about them. Because it sounds like we're bragging. It sounds like we're being boastful when, when things happen. I, I tell you, when I, I mentioned seven people coming to the Wednesday noon prayer thing, I, I, I kind of hesitated doing that because, well, number one, it's only seven people. But, you know, it was seven people that we haven't had happen before. It was amazing. But here are some other things that, that, that are happening you know, we talk about our daily bread food pantry, the people that we help out. We had um, like a uh, uh, hundred, let's see, last year we had like 70 new families that, that came to be a part of 2021. And in 2022, we had over 180 new families. 186. Praise God that a ministry of our church was able to do that. Uh, the, this, this new thing that we're trying on called the good place, that is only, it, it, it's a, the resale shop that's over at uh, the Family Life Center that's only open two Saturdays doing garage sales right now. We, we had a, a, a flyer that was in the bulletin a couple of weeks ago. Over $10,000 was raised and money is that money is going to help out with our crooked house campaign that is helping people who are in need uh, they gave out vouchers I, I know i've shared this before but it's still it's so amazing they gave out vouchers to clients at our daily bread food pantry 
and those, those vouchers came in, and over $2,000 worth of stuff was moved out of the good place for clients at our Daily Bread Food Pantry. That's just amazing. One of the workers was talking to me about that. He said, you know, I was getting kind of mad. You know, this thing about this was money that was, we were losing that was going out because of vouchers. But then she said, you know, then I realized that's what it's for. <laughs> it's not there for us to make money. It's there for other people to have something that they need, something that could help give them life. If you were on Facebook, you saw that uh, Royce City ISD, and then I shared it, uh, talked about how we helped um, Glenda Arnold ELC at our Christmas Eve offering, and we gave them a $4,000 check for their, uh, for, for their uh, activities fund, which is usually raised by kids that come, out, come around and give you like cookies or magazine articles and everything like that. You can't really have preschool kids go out and do that type of stuff. So we wanted to help them and do that. When I look around the sanctuary, when I see faithful people come, to be a part of what God is doing, it gives me hope. When I see new people coming and participating and coming again and again, it gives me hope. Not, not because I want to say, oh, look how big we are. It's because I want to see the glory of God come alive here so that the world can be changed around us. My friends, hope is breaking through, and I don't want to miss it, and I don't want you to miss it either. So, uh, our last spiritual practices for this series is in your bulletin. I realize I think I had a misspelled word that made me laugh last week about one of them. But it was all about hope. Hope is resting in goodness, resting in the goodness of God, anticipation of good not yet here or yet unseen. How can we have that become a part of who we are? I'm going to give you something that I absolutely love, but it might drive you nuts. It's the very first one. Silence. Silence can be hard, but when we spend time in silence, sometimes it's the best way to connect with God, to stop all the noise and just to listen to see what God is calling you to do. Not calling me to do. God's, God's not going to tell me what you should do. God wants to call you and tell you what it is that you can do to help break through the kingdom of heaven right here and right now. Be confide in people and ask for prayer. Um, I, I know that there are some people here today who are um, getting ready for a, a medical procedure this week. I, I don't want to call them out because I didn't get permission to do that. But um, after service, if you want us to pray over you, we will. 
if you are, um, again, I, I'm, I'm just saying stuff out loud because I know that there are things that are happening in the life of some of our church members, and I don't want to call them out yet because I didn't get permission to. If you are going to be taking care of a loved one and you need prayer, after worship, after service, we will pray for you if you would like that. If there is something going on in your life that you need the church to stand around you and lift you up in prayer, we will do that after worship today. Because when we confide in each other, when we lift each other up in prayer, my friends, that is hope breaking through. That is the kingdom of God becoming real in a way, in, in a magnificent way that will have a movement that, that, that we'll talk about for years. And finally, immerse yourself in scriptures, especially Psalm 23 or Psalm 139. I know we're probably all familiar with Psalm 23, but take a moment just to open up your Bible or open up your phone app and, and look at those two psalms and, and, and pray through those psalms and imagine the kingdom of God breaking through right here and right now so that God's love may be poured out on you and others around you. My friends, God is doing something in the midst of our community and in the midst of our church. Let us be a part of God's kingdom breaking through so that others may come to his light. Let us pray. Oh God, you have broken every chain and there is salvation in your name. You are the solid rock in which we stand Moving around anywhere else, we sink. But God, you are the one that we lean on. You give us joy, you give us love, you give us peace, you give us faith, and you give us hope. All of these things strengthen us. All of these things help us to put our full reliance on you so that you may be praised. So God, I pray for this church. That they are filled with the power of your spirit. And the power of that spirit enables them to go out into the world to proclaim who and whose they are. Children of the King. So God, we lift this prayer up to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.